0: I've always been fascinated with the concept of time travel. I've always thought that it would be cool to go back into the past and see how things work and see how people live, see great events in history. One event that would be awesome to see would be Jesus' death on the cross. That would be an incredible thing to see. And the going back into the past would also give the, the possibility of being able to change things from our past, to go back and do things again, to go back and make a different choice than we did and not to face the same consequences, to go back and prevent something horrible from happening in our lives. That is something, you know, I've made mistakes. I've made more than my fair share of mistakes. And I wish many times that I could go back and make a different choice. Do something different. Have the outcome be different. And also along with that concept is to go into the future to see how things are going to be, where I'm going to end up, what is going to happen in the future, what changes are going to, to take place. There's always been a fascination with that concept. Now I know that that is not possible. It is something that is resigned and relegated to science fiction because that is not something that has ever happened and will ever happen. You see, you can't change the past. Our past is the past. The past of the world, the past of history, is the past. It stays in the past. It will never be changed. What's done is done, and what's said is said. That has happened, and nothing can change or remove what has been done in the past. The consequences of past actions and words might extend into our present and our future, but the thing that's already happened has already happened. And we can't do anything about that. Those consequences might be with you for the rest of your life. That part you can't change. That part you can't control. As much as you would like to. There have been people who have gone through horrific circumstances in their life, stuff that I wouldn't even want to think about. And those sort of things should not happen. No one should have to go through horrific circumstances, horrific times in their life that they probably had no control over. But they cannot be changed. Nothing will change what has happened in the past as much as you would like it to change. And as much as you would love to go back in time and change your past, that option is not available to us. Time ticks onwards. Tick, tick, tick. And never backwards. Yes, God made time stand still in the Bible for about a day so that Israel could pursue and defeat their enemies in that present point in time. And God even appeared to turn back time by 10 degrees on a sundial. But this was a sign to Hezekiah, king of Judah, that the word of the Lord was true, and it wasn't to change a past event. Just looking into that event a little bit, if the segments on the sundial were split up into what matches our modern definition of degrees, then there were 180 degrees, as a sundial is a half circle. The shadow went backward by 10 degrees, and by taking the average of 12 hours of daylight in a day, you get the result that God turned back the shadow an equivalent of around 40 minutes. However, there is no way of knowing how many degrees or segments were on the sundial in the ancient world. Also, it was far more likely that God either moved the location of the sun or spun the earth the opposite way while ensuring that gravity and everything else remain constant than an actual reversal of time. However, neither of those things, none of those things is too difficult for God. God can do whatever He wants to do. You see, He created the sun. He created the earth. He also created all the laws that govern the sun, the earth, where they are, and the position they're in. He did that in the first place, so He gets to decide when and if and how to change them. He's God. And we're going to let him be God. But even if God did turn back time by 40 minutes or thereabouts, however long it was, God wasn't interested in changing the past. God didn't do it so that people could make different decisions and change a a bad event or, or do something better that time around. God isn't interested in changing your past. we will say that again. God isn't interested in changing your past. That is not what is important to God. If that was important to Him, if we needed to have a perfect past or a past without pain, then He would have made that an option and given it to us. He's God. He can do that. God is only interested in changing your present and your future. You see, you don't have control of your past. It's already happened. Whether it's your fault, whether it's somebody else's fault, it's happened. It's done. There is nothing that you can do to change or to make a difference in what has already taken place. You don't even have control of your future. Because in the book of James, it says... Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year, and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. You see, we can't say that we're going to do this for a period of time and this is what's going to happen. This is what, the way that my life is going to plan out. We don't know the future. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Something could happen that could completely destroy that thing that we have planned. So we can't control our past and we can't control our future, but we can control what we do right now. The only thing that you can control is how you respond to the past now. Now in the present. You can't change the past, but you can change the future, your future, by what you do here, now, in the present. You see, I know that there are deep hurts in the past. Most people, probably all people, have deep hurts from the past. Something that they have experienced that has caused them pain and anguish And they thought that their life would never be the same again. And almost all of the time it's something that they had no control over. We looked at the story, well, the account of Joseph this morning. He had no control over what happened to him. And he continually found himself in bad situation after bad situation through no fault of his own. He could not change what had happened to him. The only thing he could change was how he responded to what had happened to him. Yeah, I know that there are deep hurts in the past. That is almost a given. And they have caused immeasurable pain. Something that has kept you awake at night. Something that has hurt you deeply. Something you can hardly get out of your mind. And that they have shaped you into the person you are today. I don't make light of that. That is, that is not something that is a joke. That's not something that's funny. That is not something that is good in any normal way. But wallowing in self-pity won't change the past. Dwelling on the past, having it in your mind all the time won't change the past. Kindling feelings and keeping them alive and burning of hurt, anger, rage and bitterness also won't change the past. The truth is, nothing will change the past. What is done is done. It's there in the past and that is where it will remain. It may bring horrific memories to your present and the feelings that go along with it. But this is where we can make a choice in the present. This is the only time that we can make that choice. We can choose to leave the past where it belongs, in the past, with the help of God if you've replayed those memories over and over and over again in your mind, then now is your opportunity to leave them in the past. Start thinking about the grace and the goodness of God instead. It's a change of mindset. It's a change in the way that we think and we respond to what we have gone through. If you've allowed yourself to get resentful, hateful, and bitter about the past, leave that in the past. Allow God to heal your wounded spirit. I promise you that he wants to heal you. I promise you that he has power to heal you. I promise you that he will heal you if you allow him because it affects your future. You see, God wants to use you to minister to others who have gone through the exact same thing. But he can't use you if you're angry, hateful, spiteful, and bitter about what has happened. You see, you can't even help yourself when you're in that state of mind and heart. The decisions that you make now will affect your future either good or bad. Making no decision is also a decision. It's a decision to stay where you are. If you choose to hold on to your wounded spirit, that is your choice. God gave us a choice. I talked about that. I preached on that recently, that we have a choice. God will not change our choice. But when you make the choice to hold on to the wounds, to hold on to the hurt to hold on to the pain, the bitterness, the anger, the rage inside, you've removed yourself from the avenue of being able to heal and minister to others. Your decision now will define your future where you allow the hurt, pain and guilt of the past to define who you are and destroy any potential of something good to come out of something incredibly bad. You see... God wants to use you because of the things that you have suffered. Not because of the hurt and the pain and not in spite of them. See, God is able to make something good out of something really, really bad. Those things have molded and shaped you in ways that you would never have been able to be shaped had you never experienced them. You have a new outlook on life. You have a new perspective of other people who are in the same position. You have a new empathy. You have a new understanding of what is going on in people's minds that you could not have had if you had not experienced them. And that's not to say that what you went through is anything good. But God can make something good out of it. God can use that for something good because He is God. And God is interested in using that end product and turning something horrible into something powerful. You do not know where you will end up if you allow God to change you, if you allow God to heal that hurt. At the very least, you could be a warning to others starting down that same path that you may have gone down. You could be an encouragement and a help to those also in pain, You can feel what they feel because you've been through it all before yourself. You can help to pull a soul out of darkness and hell through your testimony of praise to God in what He has done with something that was broken and bruised and hurting and in pain constantly. But if you stay hidden behind a wall of hurt and pain... No one else may know that you've been through that. You may not have talked about it to anybody else, but you've still got it inside. You still are hurting. You still have not been able to release the pain, the guilt, the horror of what has happened in the past. If you refuse to allow God to heal the hurt, none of that can happen. How can you help to heal others if you haven't been healed yourself? How can you encourage others if you're burning up inside with rage and bitterness over the past? It's just not possible. But if you can learn to let go of the past, to leave it where it belongs, to allow Jesus to heal you, your future becomes limitless. There is no end to where God can take you. There is no end to what God can do for you and through you if you allow him to heal you. You can say, well, Brother Gavin, you don't know what I've been through. I can't let it go. And that is a horrible feeling to have inside of you. That is something I cannot understand everything that everybody has gone through. But I do know that God wants to heal you. I do know that God wants to take the hurt away. I do know that God wants to start a process in your life that will lead to full healing that you never thought possible. You see, most of this type of healing isn't instantaneous. You don't wake up most of the time the next day unless God does something incredibly miraculous and all of the the pain, the hurt is gone, but God starts a process. When you yield to Him, God heals you step by step as you yield to Him. As you let go more and more of the hurt and the pain, as you let all of that go free, And that's done by making the hardest decision in your life. It is a choice. It is a decision to forgive. To forgive. Even if they don't deserve it. Especially when they don't deserve it. You see, the pain cannot be healed if you don't forgive. The heartache cannot be healed if you do not forgive. If you do not make a choice to forgive and you choose to forgive no matter what, no matter how you feel, no matter how you feel inside, you choose to forgive. You know what? They probably don't deserve it. Whoever has hurt you, whoever has destroyed your life but if you don't forgive them you're allowing them to destroy both your present and your future as well as your past no one is worth giving that amount of influence and power over your life no one should be allowed to have that kind of influence in your life. See, any anger, any hate, any rage aren't going to destroy or even affect the other person as much as we would like it to. As much as we feel we are justified in holding on to those emotions. But they do affect you in ways that affects your own future in ways which affects the way you react to situations, to other people, in ways in which you cannot even begin to understand. We can't live in the past. The Bible talks about the past. In Philippians chapter 3 and Verse 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or have finished my race. This is the Apostle Paul talking. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see... Our hurts, our pain, our disappointments, our horror is in the past. It belongs in the past. It belongs and should stay in the past. We can't live in the past. We cannot do anything by playing the past over and over again in our minds. But we can change our future by what we decide now. In the present, now, don't leave it to another day. You can make a choice to forgive. You can make a choice to change the way that you feel. And it's a process. It's not something that is just going to disappear, but you make a choice. You surrender to God and say, Lord, I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive. Help me, Lord, to get through. Help me to leave it all with you. And there is a process. God will start to change you. God will start to mold you. God will start to shape you into something new, something different, something, someone who has peace, someone who has joy, someone who has contentment that you have never been able to find before because you've started that process because you have chosen to forgive. If I could get someone to the piano please, Sister Stinker. You see, we cannot, as I've said many times already, change the past. That's not possible. Time travel doesn't exist. It's a fanciful concept. It's something that is imaginative. It's something that most people think about what they would do if they could change. But that is not something that God is interested in. See, God wants to use your past. No matter how bad, no matter how horrific. He wants to use you because of what has you've gone through to change somebody else's future. To encourage somebody else. And He wants you to be lifted up. He wants you to be redeemed, restored. God doesn't want us to live in in despair, in hopelessness, hopelessness. God doesn't want to leave us in a pit or in in a place where we feel like we can't get out. of. There's no light. There's 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 nothing, there's there's no joy, there's there's no possibility of any joy. God doesn't have that for his people. God is in the process of restoration. God is in the process of redemption. God is in the process of releasing from every cage and prison that you could be in. But it's our choice. God will never override our choice. God will never say, I force you to forgive. No. No, that's not what God will do. That's our choice. We either choose to allow our hurts, our pain to define who we are and define our future or we choose to let God have it. To forgive. We choose to say, God, they don't deserve it. But I choose to forgive. I don't want to live like this anymore. I cannot live in the situation I find myself in, the pain the hurt, the anguish. But I choose. I choose to forgive. Now is your opportunity. Now is the time to change your future by what you choose to do right now. You don't know what the future will hold. This is your chance. This is your moment to make a difference in your own life and in the lives of others. As God does something incredible and miraculous in your life, I promise you He will heal you. I promise you He will lift you up out of darkness. I promise you He will lift you up out of the pit. But you've got to give Him that chance. You can hold on to the anger. You can hold on to the rage. You can hold on to the bitterness. You can hold on everything that you've gone through for however many years it's been or you can choose to let God have a say you can choose to let God start to heal that hurt you can choose to let God start to make that difference in your life it is your choice I implore you to choose Jesus you cannot know the difference that will happen it will be like night and day you will be like night and day. If you could stand. So I want to open up the front of the church. I want to invite anyone who is holding on to hurt or pain or despair to come and let it all go today. See, allow God to start healing that hurt.